As I've said a couple times already this morning, we are thrilled to have Todd and Laura with us this morning. Uh, they're going to be sharing. Oh, yes. Thank you. The big wave from the back. I'm going to get you guys to come on up. We are going to uh, pray for you. As you can see with the large sign, the plan is to put a couple of these out. I don't, I'm sure I'm stealing part of your presentation, but that's okay. Um, we're going to put a couple of these around town. So, and the men's ministry have decided that we are going to be the ones to do it. So, uh, men, prepare for that message that uh, this is happening. Uh, so we're excited to have you here, to hear from you, and uh, hear your guys' hearts. Uh, before I hand it off, just want to remind you that at any point during the service and you need prayer, I will be in the prayer room in the back. I'll just be hanging out there during the message, after service. So if you need prayer, please feel free to come back. I would love to pray with you. Um, but uh, with that, I'm going to hand it over to you guys. We're on. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt. Uh, folks, it is a delight and a privilege for us to be in God's house with you today, with family today, because of Jesus Christ worshiping our King. God is good. All the time. There we go. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Our hope and our prayer today, folks, is that you're going to go away from here with a deeper understanding and appreciation of that truth. God is truly good. And that's basically what we're here to share, is just God's goodness and faithfulness uh, as we talk about Broken Arrow Youth Ranch. Um, folks, you're adopted into Broken Arrow's family, whether you like it or not. It says right there, helping families heal and grow. And that's simply what the Broken Arrow Youth Ranch is. We are one great big family helping other families heal and grow. Um, we had the privilege of attending your service in Redverse a couple of years ago on that campus, and that was a blessing. So hi out there, Pastor Darren, and the rest of you there. Uh, some of you folks have actually been to Broken Arrow and volunteered. I see some faces here, and um, we're going to change that, where it's not just a few of you, but all of you. But I've been looking forward to being here at one church I love that name, One Church, because there is only one church, the Catholic Church with a little c. All of us who belong to Jesus Christ are part of his one church. And I find, I share this, I love the fact that Broken Arrow is a non-denominational ministry. Our, we're part of a little church family there, the Wood Mountain Alliance Church, but at Broken Arrow, you will see people from all different denominations, shoulder to shoulder, serving God by loving God with all their hearts and loving others as themselves, the great commandment and the great commission. And um, so we just want to share with you a bit today about what Broken Arrow is, about God's goodness, and maybe how you can join in even more. So I'm going to let Laura tell you a little bit more about Broken Arrow. Um, there is just one verse, sorry, I want to read to you first. Uh, Broken Arrow has been operational for 15 years now, but the dream and vision began long before that, back in the 90s. And here is a part of our prayer from the get-go. Psalm 127 says this, Unless the Lord builds a house, it bu its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. 
In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For the Lord grants sleep to those he loves. Folks, Broken Arrow would not exist without that reality. Because unless God builds his house, our labor truly is in vain. So I just wanted to share that with you as we share this morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to change it up a little bit, and I'm going to just read a Bible passage. It's from the book of Matthew, and it's chapter 7, and I think we're all, most of us would be familiar with the story. It's the wise and foolish builders. So this is like our theme passage. Um, therefore, so starting chapter 7, starting verse 24, I'm going to read to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a m wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So we're from Broken Arrow Youth Ranch. Our legal charitable status name is Christ the Solid Rock Ministries. And it's based on that because it is on Christ the Solid Rock we stand. I love that song too whenever I get thinking of that in this song. It's on Christ uh, the Solid Rock we stand. So our vision is helping youth love God, love others, and love themselves, and helping families heal and grow. It is a difficult world out there right now. So we minister to families do you want to run the clicker? That's a dangerous job, <laughs> but yeah. There you are. Okay, it's kind of hard to see. Somebody asked, where is Wood Mountain? We are in God's country, Wood Mountain. <laughs> and Wood Mountain's claim to fame, it has two things. It is the world's, I mean, Canada's longest running continuous rodeo. So even during COVID, they had a little mini rodeo with just contestants so they would not lose that status. I think it's been running every year since 1890. So some people have heard of the infamous Wood Mountain Stampede. And also, after the battle, this is our history. I'm a teacher too, by the way, so we have to bring some history into it. After the battle of Little Bighorn, um, Sitting Bull fled to Wood Mountain with his, um, with his people. So we, were actually, we actually have a First Nations population left from there. So that's Wood Mountain's claim to fame. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's near the <laughs> Grasslands National Park. Um, we're in the middle of nowhere for a reason. We're very isolated. W for those that have been to the ranch, we're three kilometers from the highway, so even if a child did reach the highway, the neighbor would pick them up and just bring them back to us because it's a small highway and everybody knows who we are. So that's where we're looking. That's like two hours straight south of Moose Jaw or an hour south of Assiniboia. Yep. Next slide. Um, we operate on four quarters, and that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, we, you can keep going. So we truly believe that it is through the powerful love of Jesus Christ that lives are transformed. So I'm very open when I talk. I'm the administrator, and so when people ask for information or apply to send kids, they actually have to go through me, and I'm very open. We are faith-based. We are non-denominational, but we are faith-based. We believe in the Bible. We do not force the kids to believe and we have a lot of non-church families right now we actually have a girl that's almost 17 and she's in a big war in her heart because she keeps wanting to say that God doesn't exist 
but she's also seen that God does exist, and there's this turmoil. So like I said to the families, we don't punish them, but this is what we teach. They have to come to church. They get to come to church, not have to. It's all in your mindset, right? They get to come to church. That's not an option. They can still choose to believe. And I also have said, our God can handle questions, can't he? He knows. He can handle anger. He can handle hurt. I know there was a time in my life, especially after my son died, I was angry at God. I actually tried to keep it hidden, which is impossible because God knows that. And I remember one time I was yelling at him, but God can handle that. So I know my own walk and my own journey when Todd and I were dating, I was questioning and studying, and it was through questioning and studying and being challenged that my relationship with God grew. So that's our hope for the children. Good slide to stop on. So anyways, that is what we call the care home. It is a 10-bedroom home. Right now we have our ranch parents. We'll have a picture a little later. A married couple that stays there with the kids. And so we're trying to do, instead of a residential setting, with like bunk beds and dorms. We actually have a house setting. So each youth or child gets their own room. So there's five bedrooms upstairs and five downstairs. So um, part of it being on the ranch, you're like, why are you on the ranch? First of all, it's isolated. Okay, so we can't have people sneaking on and sneaking off. We're, you know, and we also stress that there's coyotes outside and you can hear the coyotes and the odd cougar, you know, so kids have no desire to leave at night. We also have no yard lights, so we're very dark. <laughs> um, but anyways, part of it is to learn responsibility, to learn chores. So we're very structured. The kids get up in the morning, they have breakfast, they do chores. During the school year, we have school time, then they do chores or projects in the afternoon. Um, right now, we're bottle feeding some lambs. We don't have any calves this year, but I mean bottle-fed calves. So they, that has to be done several times a day. We have pigs. Chores aren't much right now because it's basically the pigs and the lambs and the chickens. But in the winter time, we have to bring hay to the cows or pale them barley or whatever, and the kids take part in that. So even if it's minus 40 and they don't feel like it, we still get up because the animals need to be fed. So it helps teach responsibility. I am the administrative director, so I handle all the paperwork and the bookwork presentations and oversee the schooling. As I said, we school on site. Grades 10 to 12, we've been using Saskatchewan's online schooling because the kids are only with us for a short period of time. Like the girl that I'm talking about, she took three credits this semester and then she'll be, she's actually heading home in a week. Then she can just plug in two and finish her grade 12 without any problem. If they're younger than that, I've been doing my own stuff or I'm gonna use an um, find another program for them but we school on-site so that we can pour into their lives. And we have something called growth program. Oh, okay, sorry, these are our house ranch parents, Howard and Karen, and they are great. Um, they're being challenged right now and you would they would appreciate your prayers. They have raised a wonderful son. Now they're dealing with three teen girls in the household. And um, it's been, they're great. It's been challenging and different. They're like, oh, we're not used to girls. So if you think of that, keep them in your prayers. Folks, I just want to ask, uh, do they look familiar to any of you? They do? Because they lived in this area for a number of years, up at Kipling. Uh, Howard worked for McMillan Motors, and Karen was an addictions counselor in this area. 
and uh, they are a gift from God. So, um, yeah, they may look familiar to you. Yes, and if you come visit, or when you come visit us, their story on how they came to the ranch is such a great God story. So this is Gina, and she does our, what we call our growth program. She meets with the, child, with the youth one-on-one -on -one and uses biblical principles and really is trying to teach them that Jesus loves them, that they're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like these kids that come, we all are, um, we are created with a void, and Jesus fills that void. But so often we look at worldly things to fill it, and that's what these youth have done. They've looked into sex, drugs, they don't feel loved. They feel unlovable. So that's, she uses biblical principles to teach that, to reach the kids and touch on any soul issues they may have. And that's her husband, Lyle. He gives us a hand whenever he can. He does the farming for us. We have like 80 acres of broke land. And they're, they like this picture. That's with their grandsons, or grandchildren, sorry. Two grandsons and a granddaughter. So you can just click like it. Anyway, as I said, we work with animals. We also do a horsemanship program. We have an older couple that we take the kids to that really, it's not a just about riding. It's also about relationships and issues and looking at themselves. And Howard's at the end of July is actually going up to Prince Albert to take the equine assisted learning so we can implement more of that at the ranch. So how do youth get referred? That's one reason I want to talk to you is Sometimes you may talk to somebody who's struggling. So I want to say we work with two kinds, several different kinds of families. Sometimes it's the parents who are struggling with issues themselves and they're not able to look after their kids or they're just feeling so overwhelmed that they can't look after their youth. Sometimes it's the youth that are just making some poor choices and are going down a path. Like when they come to us as much as, they are not allowed cell phones. They're not allowed to go on, um, email their friends. Like we, they're not allowed to just phone friends. It's very, um, we encourage them. It's a time for them to just take some time to focus on themselves because being a teen is tough. I loved my 20s. I would never want to go through my teens again. Um, and so it's a chance for them to get away and work on their own issues without the peer pressure. And also, some of these kids have been really struggling with drug use. Like, it is amazing out there how easy it is to get into drugs and how acceptable that is in vaping. And so they're struggling with that. And um, so that's, and then their parents reach out to us and we have an application process. Shiny, I can share a little okay. bit. Um, Folks, I think some of you gentlemen have been to Promise Keepers before, have you? Or you're aware of that organization? And um, so often I get asked the question, what do you think is the biggest struggle in our nation? What is the biggest epidemic? And I immediately answer fatherlessness. And um, so many of the families that we help, so many of the children we work with, there's a few huge father wound. Some some cases, there's no father present. Some of the children don't know their dads, and but the biggest aspect of that is that we don't understand our one true father. And as Lara shared, our desire is to help these children, help these young people discover, first of all, whose they are, and then they can discover who they are. 
once they know that they belong to the Heavenly Father who loves them unconditionally, who sent his one and only Son to die in their place, who, who fearfully and wonderfully knitted them together in their mother's womb, once they can fully understand that and grasp that, then they can begin to know that this amazing Father has an amazing plan for their lives and purpose for their lives. I became a dad 31 years ago, and um, just seeing those pictures, it just brings back so many memories. And there's seven children who've shared our last name, but we've also been in a mother-father role to many, many more, as young as three months of age that have come to Broken Arrow and as old as 42 years of age. There was a picture of a family there from Nunavut. Uh, the two boys came to us at the ages of 11 and 13 and then mom came eight months later for a visit and she was pregnant. And so a decision had to be made. Either she flew back to Nunavut within two weeks or baby was gonna be born in Saskatchewan. So as a staff, we prayed, and Lara was in the delivery room with that lady, and Alpa was born <laughs> on July 25th, was it? Yeah, and, um, and they continued to stay with us for over another year. Um, but I'll never forget how many dads out there. It was just Father's Day last weekend. I'll never forget holding my, our firstborn, Cameron, for the first time. Um, Lara was settled in the room after the delivery and I went up to the nursery and I'm I'm locked I went up there and I'm thinking how am I going to know which one is mine well we were living in Prince Albert at the time we I was teaching up there and it didn't take me long to see there was all these full heads of beautiful dark hair and there was one little pale skin bald one screaming his lungs out well that's got to be mine and I remember holding him for the first time and feeling absolutely overwhelmed by the responsibility, by the, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. I am not ready for this. And so when I think of the families that we're trying to help, we are not coming from a point of judgment by any means. There is no harder job on this planet than being a mom and a dad, and all of us, have needed help and support in that role. Um, Lara mentioned that our son passed away. Our boy Cameron passed away 19 years ago, June the 3rd. Uh, he's been in heaven that many years. We've got three others there that we never got to meet in person. Um, it was wonderful to meet a, a dear sister in Christ this morning. Uh, the very first two boys that... Uh, we fostered, we hadn't even moved to Broken Arrow yet, we ended up adopting them. And we've actually been estranged from them for the past four years, and uh, that, that hurts. But we are full of hope, we're full of trust in the Lord, that he who began a good work in them and us will carry it on to completion. Uh, this ministry, folks, is just like parenting, not for the faint of heart, I've walked to the end of that three-kilometer lane numerous times and said, Lord, can I go? This is too hard, and uh, we're still there. Um, but there are those days that are so rewarding, and I think of 
the lives that Jesus has changed, those who have discovered that one true father. Um, just in our group there, uh, we prayed for the graduates and got to pray for Vashti Wardrobe. Her brother Judah was with us for eight, about 16 months, and uh, Judah came to know Christ in a radical way. And he is now working at a Bible camp out in BC where his mom and dad met years ago. And I've gotten to speak publicly with him a few times and just to see what Christ has done and is doing in that young man's life, it makes every hard day worth it all. And so um, we know that apart from the Lord, unless he builds a house, our labor's in vain. But with Christ, all things are possible. And so we get to witness those miracles and be part of that. I love that passage where Paul says that this treasure is stored within us, these jars of clay. I like to call us these crackpots. God chooses to shine the light of his spirit through me with all my cracks and warts. This is a 24-hour-a-day, 365-day-a-year ministry. These kids get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> of all of us as staff. They, they get to see us fall and fail, but they also get to see us seek forgiveness and humbly come before them and admit, yeah, I screwed up here. And um, I think that's a powerful thing. They see the reality of Christ in us crackpots. Just the other day, um, Laura read that passage from Matthew. And it, not if, when you come to visit us at Broken Arrow, when you come in our Family Renewal Center, and Darren helped work on that, and I think so did you, um, that's that building that's up there right now. Immediately when you walk in the two front doors, that passage from Matthew is on the wall. And just a few days ago, I got to share with one of our students, a young lady who just months ago was missing for 18 days in Winnipeg and uh, had fallen prey to a human trafficking ring. And by God's miraculous hand, she's safe today. But she was talking about poor decisions her dad was making and feeling like she's got to help him. And, and I explained to her, it's not the child's role to parent the parent. You're here for a time such as this to focus on you and to look at where are you going to build the foundation of your life, just like your dad's got to wrestle with. And so we looked at that passage up on the wall, and I asked her, what, what do both of those stories have in common? The person who built their foundation upon the sand and the person who built their foundation upon the rock. And she looked for a while, and she said, well, the storm the wind, the rain. And I said, exactly. The storm hit both of them, but it was the one who built their foundation upon the rock, upon Jesus Christ, who was able to not only survive the storm, but thrive in the storm. And folks, that is our desire. God says he will bless to a thousand generations, those who love him, those who follow his commandments and obey him. 
And we believe that when one life is transformed at Broken Arrow, it is going to transform generations. They're going to become young men and young women who love and serve the Lord. They're going to become husbands and wives who love and serve the Lord and serve their spouses. They're going to become moms and dads who raise up their children in the ways of Christ. And that is going to transform our nation. And that excites us to be part of that. So then as I wrap up here, it's like, hey, what can you do? We have work groups. Oh, there is actually, I think that is the crew. There's Darren in the middle there, isn't it? Th that was a crew from this area that came several years ago to do the siding. Is that Carson too on the right? I'm I don't not care. sure. So Brock, are you we in always there? <laughs> <laughs> we always have jobs for volunteers. So that's one way you can help. Um, another way is we do not get any government funding. We rely on supporters, on people who either just give every once in a while or once or monthly donors and some fundraiser. And we also have, like I said, we have 30, or maybe I forgot, we have about 30 head of cattle. So we sell those calves, but that's just a small portion of our budget. So we ask people to pray about it. We don't want you to take away from any other ministry. There's so many, like you have your church and there's so many good ministries out there. But if God lays it on your heart to support us, even $25 a month can be used to help us run our ministry and work with these families. We also need, I keep clicking. Actually, I, I got to put a plug in. Most of our herd actually spent last summer close to here on Greg Johnson's land. They're just north of uh, Arcola. And actually, our board chair's cattle are there this year. But you folks have been a huge blessing to this ministry over the years. Thank you. Also, we, yeah, so there's that, the one-time donation. And we also, prayer is important. Because we, as the songs, they're so cool how the songs talk, it's the battle belongs to God. And we don't fight against people. We're fighting against spirituality, right? And these kids, like a lot of their families and these kids, like the enemy has a hold on them. And so we need prayer for that. Yeah. So yeah, pray, pray, pray is the main thing. So we're going to, Todd will flip through. We, you can see a few of our activities, some of the things that we do at the ministry. But There's a plug. Any of you over 30 hockey players, I'm recruiting. Blair, <laughs> Blair's running out of steam. We need some younger blood, guys. So <laughs> That's at the Estevan uh, Hockey, the strippers tournament. We go to churches and they say, you're part of a strippers tournament? <laughs> So we have to explain that. It's strip mining, coal mining. But, um, yeah, that's one of the unique fundraisers. Sure. Um, folks, uh, people have helped in so many ways, as Lars shared. If you just look over to the side here at the great big sign, um, we've been blessed with these signs. And actually, two very generous families from your congregation have offered us some land to put these signs up. There's actually four like that that are going to be put up on two different locations along Highway 13 here. And um, we are excited to do that now that we have new ranch parents. And we are, um, yeah, we're delighted to know that God is going to be bringing more families. In fact, we'd appreciate your prayer today. Laura and I, after the service here, are going to be meeting with a uh, 
a mom and her daughter. And um, we're going to see if God opens those doors for, for this young lady to come. But you'll notice at the top it says bushels for broken arrow. And Tim was a big part of this a few years ago. Um, about seven years ago, um, one of our board members is a scientist with Ag Canada. And uh, she knew about our son's death. His name was Cameron. And Canterra Seeds developed a new seed variety, a red spring wheat variety called AAC Cameron Wheat. And she made some calls and got us con connected with Canterra Seeds. And that began our Bushels for Broken Arrow program. And we've had farms across Saskatchewan plant seed for us each year. And Canterra's been the primary donor of the seed, but grain millers out of Yorkton has also helped. And even individual producers have helped us with donations of seed and chemical and inputs. Um, right now we have four farms around the province that are part of the Bushels for Broken Arrow program, but we're always looking for more farms that want to partner with us in that. And it's been a wonderful way to, to promote the ministry, but also to provide for our needs. Um, Another huge thing is those work projects. So we are looking for able bodies and helping hands to actually get these signs up here. So Matt, Pastor Matt mentioned that a little bit about your men's group. I would love to come down and rub shoulders with you guys and get these put up and be able to drive down the highway and see, uh, see people turn their heads and make people aware that this ministry even exists. So often we go places and they have no clue what it's about or, or what we're doing. Um, the other huge thing, folks, is to come on site. Once you're there, you're going to want to come back. Whether you're coming there for a work project, another way people help is we are looking for couples to fill our grandparent role. Some of you might go to Arizona for six weeks or two months in the winter. Why don't you put aside two of those weeks and come be our grandma and grandpa at Broken Arrow? We would love that. We had a retired couple spend four years with us. And grandmas and grandpas have a different role to play. Our grandma was an artist, and she would do art projects with the kids. Our grandpa was a sports guy, so he'd be out on the pond playing hockey with our kids. He was also our main driver's ed instructor. Barry had nerves of steel. One of our boys from Nunavut, he would drive down the highway at 60 kilometers an hour, but also when he was turning into town, he was still doing 60K, and he was on two wheels this one time. <laughs> Barry had his nails dug into the dash that day, but... <laughs> um, Folks, if you come and you interact with our students in the place, you're going to fall in love with them, and you're going to fall in love with this ministry. I see that you're a church who does missions projects. How many of you have done a missions project? Were you blessed by going? Yeah. Every time I've done that, I say to the youth we've done it with, yes, we're going to help these folks. We're going to be a blessing but giving is receiving. We are going to be blessed tenfold. And we've discovered that when people have come to Broken Arrow, even church groups, there is a camaraderie that happens. They're out of their church building. They're away from their communities. And God 
seems to work in the midst of that. So we invite you to come. We want you to come and see the place, experience it. Just two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, we had a, our first ever running event. Um, there's, there's some missionaries in your denomination. Have any of you heard of Tarrant and Celeste Crosschild? Uh, their, their running ministry was called Child of the Cross Running Ministries. It's now called Prairie Run Crew. That's our sister and brother-in-law. Celeste is Lars' baby sister. And they have an incredible testimony of what God has done in their lives. And Broken Arrow was part of that. I won't share the whole story here, but you can actually Google them on 100 Huntley Street. And God took them, literally took him from the grave and has transformed their life and their home. Um, he got to celebrate Father's Day again with his kids. And in 2014, they were just about without a dad. And um, he went to Teen Challenge and he had to come to Broken Arrow to prove he was clean and sober for 10 days. And we were actually trenching. I think Blair and Greg Johnson were out there. And we're in the bottom of this trench, Tarrant and I, and he looks up at the dirt walls and he said, how ironic, you could be burying me today, but God's given me a second chance. They've got a running ministry, folks, that has exploded. Um, he's been meeting with the premier, uh, Cameco is a major sponsor for their run group. Um, New Balance Shoes. They are having inroads in communities all over North America on many of the reserves. And they're getting to share their story of hope in Christ and how running is a healthy, healthy lifestyle. So they helped us put on our very first run event at Broken Arrow two weeks ago. And we just about had a van load coming from here. Uh, Ken King, right? He owns the clothing store here. He was coming with a group of people, but you had your graduation that day of all days. <laughs> so we're trusting next year to have a bunch of you folks from Carlisle. But we've developed uh, walking, running paths there, prayer paths, but it's a place where people can come to Broken Arrow, see the ministry, experience it, be a blessing to us and trust that Broken Arrow will be a blessing to you as well. That's another way you could help. Great. So thank you for letting us come and share with you. If you have any questions, you can just talk to us. I put a few pamphlets and stuff when you walk out that door just on your right. Help yourself to that. And thank you and have a blessed day. And folks, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he fill you with his peace. And may he continue to shine his light through you into this community. Who you are is making a difference in our world. So keep on loving and serving him, one church. <laughs>